planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelvin Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is Jackson Gallagher. This is Odorous from Water. Listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. And we're back on Rabbit Noise. That was Cocoon from Ash's latest album, Kablamo. And the band will be touring the country next month. And here to talk about everything Ash is drummer Rick McMurray. What's going on, man? Good morning. I'm uh, here in sunny Edinburgh, although it's a little bit colder over here than probably is with you guys, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a quiet start to the year for us. We had a busy year last year touring the new album Cablamo, so we've had a have a little bit of downtime. But uh, yeah, looking forward to getting to Australia. Um, I'll also be heading to the studio sort of pretty soon. Start start writing some new material as well. So um, yeah, it's going to start getting busy pretty soon. It's all happening, man. You're looking forward to getting yeah, down yeah. here for uh, some warmer weather. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a pretty cold start to the year for for us up here in the north. So, um, yeah, definitely looking for some for some sunshine in a few weeks. That'll be a welcome break from this weather. Hell yeah, man! Have to bring your board board shorts and have a few beers. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, it's easy to say that, you know, Australia loves Ash, and uh, we are, of course, pretty damn stoked that you're heading back here again. Uh, last time you were here, you played 1977 in full, and, and those shows were amazing. Uh, this time you're touring in support of Cablamo, as we mentioned before. Uh, are you guys focusing more on tracks from that album on this tour, or are you going to mix it up a bit? Or yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll still be mixing it up. You know, there'll be plenty of plenty of uh, 1977 tunes in there, Real Angels. You know, there's going to be, you know, we've got quite a, a back catalogue at the minute, but I think the great thing about the new album is the, the, the new material sitting really well with the older stuff we play as well. I think the previous stuff we did, the A to Z stuff, we were kind of pushing boundaries. Um, musically, there was a lot of sort of like synth stuff in there, and uh, it feels that this, this is more of a guitar record. It definitely sits better in the set. So we're, we've got a chance to, to you know, throw in... Maybe a few more than we would have on the on the A to Z stuff. So yeah, it should be a should be a good mix. Awesome, man. Well, uh, with the A A to Z stuff, you you playing that stuff live too? Oh yeah. Well, if, for those who don't know, we did um, back in I think it's like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. We did uh, twenty six singles in one year. Mm. That was the the A to Z series. At that point, we decided we're not we're never going to do any more albums, and uh, we we're just going to release stuff as a single. So we did this massive project, which turned out to be like doing two albums worth of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess the climate back then, you know, it was sort of like when we did it, the previous album, but that was two thousand seven that came out, and it just felt like the album. As a, as a format was just seemed to be dying at death so we felt like we needed to change stuff up mm. and we come up with the concept of the A to Z thing but yeah I guess in the intervening years I think our, our predictions of the album's death would be somewhat exaggerated and uh, we decided to go back to that format with the Cablano stuff so that was a uh, it was nice sort of taking a break from from the album thing and sort of like sort of stepping away from it and then sort of coming back to it gives us gives a bit of a sort of fresh perspective on it and uh, yeah it's a pretty like for us Cablano was a pretty exciting record to me yeah, man, it's it's awesome. I've been really digging it, and I think uh, that the uh, 
singles idea uh, for that period of time i think a few bands were thinking the same thing with albums and but uh it seems to be swinging around you can't predict it i still know a lot of cats that like yeah. buying a physical thing yeah i guess you know the um you know the, the resurgence of vinyl's been sort of the big story in the last sort of five years since we did the A to Z thing and you know we're we're all like real vinyl lovers I mean we did the whole, the whole A to Z thing we put out vinyl for that as well although you know it would have been easier just to do it as a um, you know as a download only thing but um, we, we kind of love the physical format and especially the vinyl thing so so something we've carried throughout our career and uh, it's great to see it sort of coming back again and sort of justifies us doing the doing the album format again uh, that you know that's really sort of taken off Awesome, man. Well, uh, I do love uh, the opening track, Cocoon, that we played before. Uh, you know, with that little... I, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a drummer, you know, so I can't explain, you know, the quick little drum thing you do at the start. What What do you call that? A, you know? I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know. The, the song is, <laughs> to me, seemed to call for that. So it's just, a, it's a bit of a flurry of stuff. I think Tim, Tim just said, well, we'll just start with this chord, and then I started playing that over the top. It's like, kind of... I kind of it's probably stolen from like a Pixie song. I'd imagine I usually I usually steal quite a bit from them, but I've kind of did it my own way and turned it into like this like sort of crazy Tom intro part. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that song's like it really kind of sums up the sort of the energy and the excitement we felt going back to doing another album. Um, it was just like you know Tim had written this little song and uh, I think it was on ukulele. He'd uh, just like sort of like really sort of simple like three chord kind of thing and had this like real. Um, poppy melody with it and yeah it was just like you know for us it was just like well let's, let's sort of like go through it and we sort of like ran through it for about 10 minutes and we're like right let's you know we'll put it down you know and then you know move on to something else and then when we come back to it we're going like yeah kind of you know it's quintessential quintessential ash it really kind of sums up like, what what we are as a band you know it's just a kind of fast frenetic um, pop energy and that spacey sound too that classic you know ash sort of yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Tim, Tim loves his crazy vintage pedals. I think he's got like a sick, um, crazy chorus pedal for that song. And uh, yeah, yeah, we've uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something we throw in there quite a bit. So yeah, it's cool. Are you jamming on that song a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, we definitely play that one. Um, it's, it's it's definitely quite a quite a favorite. Um, it's just so much fun to play. It's like two minutes of just pure adrenaline. It's real fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that one live. I do like that one a lot. So uh, I, I guess we're all yeah, go nuts. Definitely. See everyone go crazy. Well, I mean, I first saw you guys live when uh, I was a young lad when you played Livid Festival back in 96. That was one of the first shows I ever went oh, to. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing, man. I was actually going through a box of old photos the other day, and I found a couple of, uh, of blurry ones of you guys, you know, back with the disposable oh, awesome. yeah, cameras yeah. and uh, and some not-so-flattering ones of myself at that age, but let's forget about that. So, <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's going, like, 96, wow, I say, like, going back, like, 20 years. That's, uh, yeah, I do, I do remember that. We had a, we had a great uh, a, a great time there. And uh, I think we did the Livid Festival, I think it was in 2001, maybe, as well. Um, so, yeah, we've got, we've got fond memories of playing up near Brisbane. It's good times, man. Good times. And that, that yeah, was a yeah. blast for me, man. Because, I mean, I used to uh, sit up late and record Rage. You you probably know our Rage program over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course. You've, yeah, you've done the the uh, guest request thing. And, uh, you know, every Friday night I'd be looking for new bands, and that's how I discovered you guys. And I think it, I think it was the Click oh, 4 wow. 
Girl from Mars. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I loved it. Went out, got the album, and, uh, yeah, been a fan since. So is there a band that you can think of that you've discovered in a similar way? Um, I don't know, yeah. Maybe, you know, we listened to John Peel in the UK on Friday night. I mean, we probably discovered bands like, you know, Mudhoney. And he's probably one of the first people to play, play Nirvana as well, which was, you know, an incredible influence on us. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, like the... Those like late late night radio shows were always like a, a sort of big thing in the in the UK, you know, especially for you know alternative kids. Probably before even the alternative genre was like kind of like that defined. But that was that was definitely where you find you know like the sort of like cool cool bands from America that, that no one else had heard of. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think I think things have changed like sort of quite a bit over the over the years from a radio perspective in the UK. But you know, we got like. Six music over here, you know that's where you find new bands these days. But it's, you know, it's. I think there was something about it back in those days when you had to sort of like, you know, stay up late and on, on a Friday night and just sort of like record the shows on your on a, onto the tape or something like that. And uh, you know, you you'd go and you'd, you'd be talking about your talking about it with your mates the next week or like which bands were you really into and inspired by. So yeah, that you definitely felt like you were I don't know like hunting for these little gems. Um, I think things are probably a little bit more accessible these days. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, man. I, I used to sit there with my little tape recorder and I put it up against a speaker. So it was kind of like piracy. Yeah. Piracy. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I went out and bought yeah, the CD. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd play it back and it'd be all scratchy and you'd be like, yeah, this is rad. Yeah. yeah the good yeah. old days. It's probably probably a, a very primitive version of Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, man, when when you're not on tour and you just want to, you know, bash out on the drums, what what do you jam to? Um, I don't know. I was just trying to try and get a little bit of drum, drumming in every, every day, but it's just kind of like you know, sort of keeping keeping speed up or something like that. But yeah, it's just you know, we got to mix it up. You know, I just put my put my iPod and shuffle and whatever comes up, I'll try and play along too badly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say badly, man. Like, you're, keep you're... yourself. Yeah, keep keep. Well, you know, so if you never played the song, you're never going to get it right. But you know, so try and keep yourself on your toes. So, uh, is there a band that you've been sort of cranking of late that you've tried jamming along with that's been maybe a bit of a challenge? Another drummer that sort of really pushed you? Uh, I don't know. I've been uh, I've been sort of digging out these old um, old fifties sort of like rock bands, and I've been listening to quite a lot of Black Sabbath recently as well. So uh, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty out of my comfort zone, you know. It's like, I guess you know my style is probably more sort of Ramonesy. It's just like you know fast and simple. But mm. yeah, but Black Sabbath stuff, Bill Ward, his early stuff, just like some crazy stuff going on there. It's uh, yeah, it's really inspiring. It's a bummer he's not doing this last tour with him. Yeah, it is. But you know, it's like it's it's hard to know what to believe. He says one thing, the rest of the band say another thing. Um, it would it would have been nice to have the original lineup, but you know. Uh, from, from what I've heard, Ozzy saying it's like maybe the shoes wouldn't have been the same, but yeah, maybe they should have bought out a few years ago. Maybe, but I, I did see him on the last tour, and it was pretty damn amazing. I mean, I yeah, I've not, I've not actually caught them, but I, you know, I think the uh, I think the uh, the drummer they've got at the minute is pretty amazing. But yeah, it's like there's, there's something special about that you know original lineup thing as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. But man, it was still rad, and he's a good drummer. I don't know his name. But he was, it was pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. I'm probably going to get flamed for that. So many people are going to be like, as if you didn't know. But, you know, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, uh, you know, I also read that you guys made a low-budget horror movie while you were on tour years ago. And uh, some of it ended up in a video clip. Well, whatever happened to the full release? You got plans to 
one day release it or? Um, yeah, I mean this is this is going back a long time ago. I think we were doing we were doing a lot of touring in America. We were doing like a lot of like support slots, and uh, it was like a sort of friend of ours who's a big fan of the band was like, "Hey, why don't you? You know, I've written this horror script, you know, based around the band. Do you want to? Do you guys want to shoot it? You probably got a bit of downtime doing the support thing." We were like, "Yeah, okay," and uh, it just sort of it kind of spiraled out of control because like whoever we were touring with, he'd write a scene. Um, and write in like you know we, I think we did a couple of gigs with the Foo Fighters and he was like right I'm going to write a scene for Dave Grohl and you know we were doing stuff with Moby and you know we just like ended up sort of like just the script sort of like we were like shoehorning all these people we were tour- touring with and just kind of like degenerated into this like I don't know what it was it was just like a mishmash of different scenes with no sort of uh, the plot was pretty thin. Let's put it, put it that way. And then it just ended up, you know, we finished touring and we didn't have an end for the for the film. So it just we had all this all this footage, but with no sort of a story to tie it all together. So um, it just ended up not being finished. But um, I think uh, Mark, our bass player, put together like a few clips um, on on YouTube to a couple of I think it was this song from the ADZ series called. A binary. So, mm. if anyone wants to look it up, the whole video is just based around like little scenes from that. But um, yeah, we, we do get asked about this quite a lot, and we feel like you know maybe we do need to have like some sort of flashback ending to it. So, I think we got a couple of days off in Australia, so you never know. Maybe we maybe we should try and finish it then. Do it. It'd be awesome. Because when yeah, I saw it, yeah. I thought it was really yeah. cool, man. I think I think the one thing we didn't do was uh, shoot Tim's like death scene. So um, I don't know. Maybe we can sort of like write write the whole thing around that, and it was like turns out that he's the killer or something. I don't know. Like twenty years later, he reveals it. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. bit of a spoiler there. That's all right. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of thinking out of the box here, just trying to <laughs> trying to tie it together mentally in my head. But yeah, we we will sub- if if anyone wants to submit any sort of like plot ideas how we can finish this thing, I'll gladly take them. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe you know, maybe you could get a fan vote, get everyone to put in, and how the yeah. that should end, and then get everyone to vote, and then do it, do it that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then, no one will watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Damn. I knew there was a flaw in this plan. <laughs> well, man, you've toured all over the world and played almost everywhere. Is there one place still on Ashes? Uh, a dream list to play, if you could say that. Um, yeah, we've done very little stuff in South America. In fact, we've only been to been there once. Um, it was about maybe five years ago. We played in Brazil, so it would be great to sort of get out there as well. Um, do do a little bit more extensive touring out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if someone books a gig, we'll we'll gladly turn up and play. It doesn't matter where it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, we obviously we're looking forward to getting back to Australia, and it's actually nice. This normally when we're in Australia, it's just like you know, straight in, straight out again, just like you know what happened. But I think we've got like a few days off in the in the middle of this tour to actually uh, get to see a bit of the country this time, which I think has probably maybe happened once before. So we might have a little bit of bit of time to chill out, and that'll be great. Awesome, man! You bringing the family? Unfortunately, not. No, they're going to stay here in the cold weather while I enjoy the sun by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Everyone needs a break, so uh, that's that's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, you mentioned before uh, at the start of the chat that you know you got some uh, ideas for uh, a follow up for a new album. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know we're, we had such a great time doing the Kablamo record. We just want to get back into the studio and sort of keep that keep those fires burning. Um, so yeah, we're um, I think just before the Australian tour, we'll be um, uh, going back to the studio with uh, the other guys are based in New York. So we've had the studio space for for the last like ten years or something like that. So yeah, good. We'll do a bit of rehearsal, a bit of writing at the same time, and yeah, it should be. Uh, should be exciting. Although I wouldn't expect us to be playing any new songs in Australia. I don't think we'll, we might not get that far, but um, it'll be good to get started anyway. H- have you got a, any ideas for a title or anything, or is it still early days? Uh, no, the title usually with us, the title is like the last thing we ever do. Um, yeah, we usually have like a record company screaming, "Is like, what are you calling this record?" Like two <laughs> weeks after after the deadline. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hold your breath on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, whatever it is, we look forward to hearing it, man. It's uh, if it's anything like the Blimey. Yeah, music. Yeah, music first, titles later. I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) It's the way, man. Well, uh, we're gonna go to the track Kung Fu now. Thanks for hanging tonight, man. And of course, we'll see you at the Trifford in Brisbane on March 16. Yeah, looking forward to. um, Yeah, good, good chatting with you. We'll see you in in a few weeks. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business. And uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to the guys at Blacklight Art and Design, who in my opinion are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So, uh, you know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabbit Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 